Some of you are going to have your minds blown because I had my mind blown. And some of you are going to be like, duh, are you really, you really didn't know. But I'm going to share this because I didn't know this and it's something I really care about. All of the gums that you guys chew, Trident, Orbit, you name it, guys. Do you understand that aspartame is what makes them sugar-free? I'm like, nah, uh, you know. And he's like, look at the gum. So I go get some gum and I flip it over to the back. And sure enough, and maybe you guys knew this. I did not know this. All the gums that are sugar-free have aspartame in them. That's what's making them sugar-free. It's just like a Diet Coke. This literally blew my mind. So I went off this Diet Coke seven years ago, but have continued to regularly put aspartame in my body. Not only that, but give it to my children again and again and again, times 1,000, forever and ever. For the, I mean, I've had this gum since I was little. Wild. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hey guys, it's Rachel and welcome to another episode of the show, another conversation. Today, I want to jump into kind of just a chat, just like a friend chat of, I did this episode recently called Things I Don't Do Anymore. And you know, I'll tell you guys like, oh, this episode did really well or lots of people listen to this. I have never done an episode that this many people came up and talked to me about, mostly as far as I can tell, because you guys thought it was hilarious. And I never thought I'd be having that many conversations with strangers about my pubic hair. But turns out y'all are here for it. That episode was such a such a popular conversation that I thought maybe you were interested in more. Maybe you like, you know, not hard hitting, but more chatty Cathy's if we were having coffee or if we were having girls night. This is the conversation we'd have. So this is another chat along those lines called Things I Don't Buy Anymore. In fact, I actually came up with these two lists at the same time because when I was trying to think of things I don't do anymore, I realized that a lot of them were purchase-based. Like, oh, I don't buy that thing. I used to buy that thing every single time I was at the grocery store and now I don't. And I think it's really interesting to hear why. Like, I love understanding why my friends have moved away from certain things that they realized had harsh ingredients or they changed as a person, they no longer needed it. Just kind of like, it's all the things. And we're all over the place today with this list. Let's jump in to the very first thing that I don't buy anymore. 
and that is tampons. Now, I wish that I could tell you that I don't buy tampons because I have already gone through menopause. I like legitimately wish that was the case. I wish that when we were done conceiving children, we could just flip a switch and then it was done. Not necessarily the case, but that's not why I don't buy tampons anymore. I don't buy tampons anymore because once upon a time, I lost a tampon inside my body. This is a true, real story. (laughs) Now, it's easy for me to tell you right here that I lost it, but I didn't understand that it was lost, right? In order for me to have conceived that it was lost, like I actually would have had to know that it went missing and I was not aware. So some of you are freaked out. Some of you have experienced this. So you are my fellow menstruators in arms who have also lost, you know, things inside your body. You'd be surprised, guys. It's actually more common than you'd think. And I know this because it happened to me. Legend has it. No, it's not a legend. But the story goes, uh, gosh, maybe 10-ish years ago, maybe less, I started to notice something felt off. And when I mean that something felt off, I mean inside of my vagina, something wasn't right. But I didn't know what it was. And at the time, I still am to a certain extent, but at the time I was a huge prude and I was terrified to talk to anybody about the fact that I even had a vagina. So the idea of calling my gynecologist and being like, hey, something's wrong with my hoo-ha, I just, I didn't have it in me. I mean, I think the fact that I just called it a hoo-ha might imply that there's some, there's some stuff there. Anyway, I noticed that something was off, but I thought perhaps it was a yeast infection. If you don't have a vagina, it's probably, this is probably your cue to go ahead and exit stage left. If you don't have a vagina, but you're not squeamish about me getting real graphic on you. I'm happy to have you here, Chad. Thank you. But just know this is your warning that we're going to talk about our lady business. And to be honest, I probably should have said that up at the top, but whatever. Maybe you needed to be reminded that women have yeast infections and it's very hard. Anyway, I knew something was off. I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe it was a yeast infection. So I did what you do when you don't want to go talk to your doctor about that. I mean, I can't even imagine, just as a side note, I can't even imagine going to the doctor and being like, will you look at this infection on my labia? I just, I just died. I literally died and now my ghost is talking to you. Just imagining how embarrassed I would be. I'm not saying that it is embarrassing. I'm saying that I have some issues that I need to work through, but I'm telling you right now, I couldn't do it, okay? So I just go to the store. I get some over-the-counter stuff, you know, that thing where it's like a syringe with like an egg on the end. If you know, you know. Then there's like the outside stuff. You're just doing all the things. So I try this. It doesn't get better. A week goes by. Two weeks go by. Now I'm really like every day I hope that it's going to go away and it doesn't go away 
And now I'm pulling in the advice of the only other person who was familiar with that part of my body, which was my husband at the time. So I go to him and I'm like, hey, have you noticed anything off? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, in my, and I sort of wildly gesture to my down below. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. Everything is perfect. And honestly, I probably should have known based on how adamant he was that everything was fine. But I wanted to believe the myth. And so I just went with it. Okay, nothing, nothing to see here, nothing going on. More time goes by, another week goes by. And it's getting real bad. And I'm feeling weird, but also I'm just going to be graphic and I hope you can handle this. And if you're squeamish, now's the time, last chance. When I say that something was off, I mean that it smelled. It smelled, you guys. But I didn't know why. I mean, you know why, because I told you at the top. But imagine that you have no idea, that you have no idea that anything has gone awry but you just think like okay I'm rotting from the inside like I don't know what this is it was a Saturday morning and I wake up I go to the bathroom and as soon as I start to pee I feel something move inside my body y'all I felt something move inside my body and my immediate first response is I'm pregnant Now, if you've ever had a baby in you, then you know it's a very specific feeling. Like if something is moving inside you, you never forget that. So if I feel something move inside me, there's really only one option. I'm pregnant. And I'm not only am I pregnant, but I'm so pregnant that this baby's big enough to make some waves. So my first moment is I'm alarmed because, wow, that's shocking. My husband at the time had had a vasectomy. So I was like, this is immaculate conception. Not only am I pregnant, but maybe this is with the second coming. I don't know. And then that dissipates because I'm like, you're definitely not pregnant. So my brain goes to the obvious next choice. Someone's put something inside my body. I'm trying to remember if I've had any dental work done. Like, did I have to go under any anesthesia? Maybe they left a sponge inside of me. Like I'm I'm going to crazy places and I realize I'm going to do what any of us would do. I'm going to have to reach inside my body and touch it because it had moved in a spot that I was like, well, that's, I could touch that if I try. Yeah. This is what we're talking about today on the show. Welcome. If this is your first listen Sorry, not sorry. I was going to say it might be different, but you know what? At any given moment, I might talk to you about something as horrible as this. So I, I say a little prayer, still sitting on the toilet. I've got the like Boy Scout salute, which, or maybe that's the Girl Scout salute. Just imagine two fingers. I reach up inside myself. And as soon as I reach up inside myself, something falls into my hand. And I look down and my brain cannot compute what's happening. I need you to understand how startling it was for something to fall out of my body into my hand. And I realize I am looking 
at a very, very old tampon. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. If you're curious what it looked like, because this is the first question I got from my girlfriends, you know those like videos in science class when we were little of like the chicken just emerging from the egg? It looked like that, but with a string. It was a mess. And the second question that my girlfriends asked was, when was your last period? Three and a half weeks before, you guys. Three and a half weeks before, I'd carried this little this little guy around inside my body like, you know, my Irish ancestors coming over to America. We were not up top. With Rose's family, we were down in steerage with Jack and his crew, and uh, this this little guy, that's what was happening. I just keep staring at this thing, and I cannot for the life of me figure out how we got here. And I got, you know, follow-up questions from my girls who were like, wait, was it the first tampon you've put in? Did you accidentally double up? Like how... And you know what? I have no idea. All I know is that this here it was, there it went. And I immediately start doing research to find out because I had grown up in a world that said, if you left a tampon inside your body for longer than eight hours, you were going to get toxic shock syndrome and die. Like that is a hundred percent. And I believe that that's still a very real possibility but I'm telling you this guy he was he was with me for a long while but after that I was so freaked out I was freaked out on every level like oh I had this toxic thing inside my body I got an infection because like it's just all layers of grossness and I didn't want to put tampons in anymore so for the first time I tried a menstrual cup that whole big story was to get to this place where I tell you that I wear a menstrual cup and I am the biggest advocate of menstrual cups. I cannot recommend them enough. I believe in them so much. I believe in them for 
how good it is for your body, how convenient they are, how they're better for the environment because you're not wasting things. It's way less expensive because they're reusable. I was super terrified of it at first, but it just so happened that right after that experience, I was at my girlfriend's uh, bachelorette party, ended up talking to one of her friends who is a nurse, shout out to a vet, who I see at this same friend's like family gatherings once a year. And every year I'm like, Yvette, you're the real one. You're who got me on the menstrual cup. She is a nurse. She works 12-hour shifts. And she was like, oh, please tell me you're using a menstrual cup. It's so much easier. So she was the first person that told me about it. She told me about the brand that I still use. This is not an ad. This is a real thing that I use. It's called Schoon. I want to say it's like S-C-K-O-O-N or maybe S-K-C-O-O-N's funky spelling, but you can find it on Amazon. The reason she recommended that one is because it's medical grade silicone. So it's really malleable. Whereas some I've tested, I've tested the Diva Cup, I've tested salt, I've tested like all the different things. I still stand by Schoon being the best. Because the other ones, I feel like they're just a lot more rigid, which is uncomfortable. It makes me have more cramps. I don't feel like it suctions to my body the way a schoon does. Anyway, use whatever you want, but I highly recommend that brand. When I first started using them, what I need you to know if you're interested in a menstrual cup, but you've never used one before, it's very awkward getting it in correctly in the beginning. Now, no problem. Whack it in there. Super easy. But in the beginning, you don't know what you're doing and it's like really uncomfortable and yeah it's a whole thing number one I have found with my girlfriends that those of us who like the menstrual cup are those of us who have had children for my girlfriends who haven't had children they felt like frankly like that it would fit and also have girlfriends who have never had anything inside of their body because they're not interested in, well, they haven't had anything bigger than a finger inside their body. For them, they also were not big fans of the menstrual cup because they just felt like it didn't fit. They were like, <laughs> like, my vagina is too small. I'm like, it's not too small. But if it's uncomfortable for you, then it's fine. But I found that my friends who have had children it works best. And for all of the menstrual cups I've seen, they come in a they come in different sizes and they hold a different amount of blood. And yeah, it, when you first try it, it's going to feel real awkward, but you'll get the hang of it. The reason I love it so much is number one, I'm for sure not going to forget a cup inside of myself. But number two, I pee a lot. I think y'all know this about me. I drink so much water every single day. I am constantly going to the bathroom. I'm constantly peeing. And if you use tampons, then every time you go to the bathroom, you've got to change the tampon, which is super wasteful. Or it, if you tried to keep the tampon, it like it's not hygienic, it's a, whatever. A cup is inside of you. So you can pee all day and nothing's getting anywhere. And in the later part of my cycle when it lightens up a bit, oh my, the, the nothing, nothing compares to a menstrual cup. It's like, 
like a crock pot. Like you set it and forget it. You don't, it's so fantastic to not have to change something constantly. I really can't recommend it enough. So that is one I highly recommend. If you've never tried, get on this bandwagon. Just know when you first start to change out the cup, it, it's like a murder scene. It's like you just murdered your ex in cold blood. There's so much blood everywhere, but you'll get the hang of it. You'll learn how to change it without <laughs> being on my favorite murder. Uh, but I really, I've just spent 15 minutes talking about a menstrual cup. But honestly, if that's the only thing you get out of today's conversation, I will be proud of my work here. Uh, the second thing that I don't buy anymore, and this is a new discovery for me, and I thought maybe y'all would find this interesting because I told you a minute ago that I was going on vacation, and now I'm coming back. You're getting me on the other side of vacation. I've got a nice little tan. I'm feeling great and relaxed. I had a very interesting experience on vacation that I find fascinating and maybe you will too, which brings me to my next item. Things I don't buy anymore, vacation, food and drinks. And I'm using food and drinks, I'm using all of that, vacation, food and drinks in quotations. Let me explain. I just got back from Cabo San Lucas, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. One of my favorite vacation spots for about a decade. So I grew up in Southern California, lived in Los Angeles for from the time I was 17 years old to the time I was 35, maybe. Very long time living in LA. And in LA, Cabo was, it was like the tropical vacation that everyone went to. It's a two-hour flight from Los Angeles. It was super affordable back then. I think it's gone up quite a lot in prices now. But back then it was super affordable and we would go all the time. And I was fascinated. This is the first time I had been back to Cabo in maybe six years. And I was fascinated to be in a place I had been so many times, but to be there as a completely different person. Now, I don't know if you guys have experienced something like this in your life. It doesn't have to be a vacation. Maybe it's like going back to your alma mater, going back to your parents' house, going back to an old job, just somewhere that you were a different person in that environment than you are today. It really tripped me out. Number one, I loved it because Mexico is like top five favorite places on earth for me. I have never been to Mexico and not had a phenomenal time, whether that was Mexico City, Riviera Maya, Cabo, here for all of it. I want to go to Oaxaca. I want to go to Monterrey. Like I love Mexico and I love Mexican culture. I, the best people, the best food. I learned so much. Like ugh, just such a stand for Mexico in general. This was really fascinating because I was going to Mexico when I was really excited to have a rest and to take a vacation, but I was so cognizant from the time I stepped off the plane that when I used to go to vacation in Mexico, it would literally be 
my only rest for like six months. So maybe twice a year, my ex-husband and I would go with a group of our friends down to Cabo. And it would legitimately be my only respite. I would work around the clock. I was a wedding planner, so I worked all through weekends. And I didn't understand the concept of like, well, if you're working through weekends, take you know Monday and Tuesday off. I didn't know that. So I just worked full time. Later when I had kids, it was then trying to balance this crazy schedule with the baby. And it was just a lot. And going to Cabo, I would live for it. I would spend six months preparing to go on this vacay. And I would just work myself into oblivion thinking, well, as soon as you get there, then you get to rest. Like I was basically hustling for my rest, which makes no sense because the amount of rest that you take will never equate to the amount of hustle you put in. So it's this super backwards thing. But I was not conscious of it at the time. So I would get to Cabo back in the day and I would go ham. Our only goal, our only agenda item, the only thing we did was lay by a pool, drink as much as we could, eat as much as we could, and then repeat it again the next day. That's all we did. This was before personal development. This was before therapy. This was before any consciousness of health. I had a horrible diet at home. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't exercise at all. I, you know, I went on the annual like New Year's Day diet that lasted for nine days or whatever. So I had this really unhealthy existence back home. And the way that I saw self-care on vacation was indulgence. And so I would just drink every day, get sunburned, like just lay in the sun, get sunburned, drink too much. Okay, we're on vacation. It's vacation. Like we're having nachos. We're having dessert. We're going hard. We're having wine, margaritas, tequila, beer, like crazy. And we do that for like four days. And then we go home and go back to the grind. And I have never thought about that time until I came to Cabo last week and I got to the hotel and I was kind of like, oh, wait, what do I, what do we do? Boo and I got there and we went and had lunch and then we're like, let's go lay by the pool, which we did. And we had a drink and we love, oh, we love a good time. We love a good meal. We love a good drink, but we're not going to go have a hundred beers because we're like, oh, we're only here. Like we gotta, we gotta go. I remember we had just gotten to this hotel and it was gorgeous. I mean, I don't know a resort in Cabo that isn't so beautiful, but it was gorgeous. And I was looking at the water and I remember I did this. <sighs> just, you know what, guys, let's just do that together. Will you just take a breath with me? I know this seems silly, but just breathe in deeply through your nose and then exhale, release everything out through your mouth. <sighs> so nice if you add a little audible. <sighs> Let your shoulders drop. Right? It feels really good to do that. I did that in Cabo and I had this like flashback moment where I thought, oh, right. The only time that I experienced that breath was on vacation. 
the only time that I consciously said, hey, Rachel, take a deep breath and let it out. Let's relax. Let's rest. Let's sleep in. Let's, the only time was on vacation. And I was so grateful because I thought, oh, I experienced that feeling, this one right here. (sighs) Multiple times a day because I'm a different person, because I'm conscious of how important self-care is and how vital breath work is and how yoga has taught me so much. And just, I am a different person. So I just had this like, oh my Lord, I only could experience these moments of warped self-care because they were warped. It was the best that I knew, right? That's all I knew how to do to take care of myself was to indulge with food and alcohol and frankly, to drink so much that I numbed enough to like chill out and rest and let my brain shut down and stop spinning. But it was the only kind of self-care I knew was a very unhealthy kind. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash hosting. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, No two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal. Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas? The food. 
It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. To go this time around, I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. So on this vacation, we got up every morning, we had coffee you know, we sat out on our patio and we had coffee and we chatted about the day. We went to the gym. We worked out for about an hour. I mean, never one time in a vacation in my past, like, and I mean, going back to Cabo in the past, never one time did I work out. In fact, I would see people working out at the gym and I would be like, what are they trying to prove? What are you doing? Like, why would you ever work out on vacation? Because in my brain, Working out was something you did to punish yourself for decisions you had made that you wanted to make good on. So why on earth would you work out on vacation when this is supposed to be a chance to celebrate and enjoy? Because I didn't yet understand how to care for my body, how to love my body, how to move my body. And also, even now, I indulged in things on vacation that I, I you know, I had more drinks than I normally would on a Thursday evening. So the act of moving that through your body energetically and moving things through your system, like it just feels so good. But I had no idea. I didn't, I would work out, we'd go to brunch. Brunch was eggs and beans and guac and salad and iced tea. Whereas in the past, I'm like every single time I would have gotten the buffet and I would have had a full pastry plate and then I would have had pancakes and waffles and eggs and bacon. And I just, I would have eaten until I was stuffed and then I would have eaten more because everything, this idea of like vacation food and drinks, it was more, it was richer, it was heavy, it was eat as much as you can because you're on vacation. It was this, it was a binge to be honest. And it made me feel like shit. And I'm not even talking emotionally. I'm talking in my body. I felt awful. The idea of going on vacation, being in this beautiful place where you're trying to connect with your partner or bond with your friends or spend time with your children to sabotage your body in such a way that you are immediately going to crash, immediately going to show up as a lesser version of yourself because you're your whole body's on the fritz because of everything you're putting into it. I just didn't know better. I didn't know better. And this experience was so different because it really was, okay, how do we double down or triple down on rest? But rest doesn't look like numbing with food and alcohol. Rest looks like caring for your body. And yes, having fun. I had so much fun. I went to one of my favorite spots, which is Edith's. I've been going there for 15 years. Edith's. Edith's, if we're speaking in Espanol. 
And they have this amazing dessert where they make bananas foster table side and they literally light these bananas on fire with like rum and it's so fun and ice cream. Like I had a great time, but I was enjoying the food, enjoying the alcohol, enjoying the experience in a celebratory way, in a like, oh, this is so fun, not in a I am going to shove this down as fast and as hard as I can because these are the only four days of this year that I'm going to treat myself or that I'm going to take care of myself or that I'm going to try and rest. And I think we all have our own journey with some version of that. But I wanted to mention it. I mean, any sort of vacation that you're going on, or frankly, we're going into the holidays, for you to just, if you can, step back from yourself, step back from yourself and think about the next month or two months or three months and ask if you have any experiences coming up where you may be going into them with an old mentality that you don't want to hold on to anymore. Holidays are a great example of this. If you're like, yeah, I do that at the holidays. I overindulge. I drink too much. I eat too much. I eat my feelings. I try and soothe with these choices. I never end up feeling better. I always end up feeling worse. If you can just even become conscious of it in advance, you can change the way you approach those situations. Or you can even like, hey, I'm going to have this thing because it's my most favorite holiday dessert and I'm going to just live my best life and eat my grandma's pumpkin pie and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. That is going to be such a different experience than eating so fast, you're not conscious of anything you're eating. And I know that not everyone's going to understand what I'm talking about, but I am positive there are those of you right now who are nodding your head like, yep, I do that. Because we feel this shame about the choices that we're making, or we feel like I deserve this because I haven't been taking care of, nobody's taking care of me, so I'm going to take care of myself using all of these methods that feel good. They feel good to your nervous system. They feel good to your taste buds. You get that mouth pleasure. You get the indulgence. Maybe you relax a little. It serves you in the short term, but the crash is so intense and typically will just prompt another cycle of recrimination that if you can go into those experiences consciously, even just by thinking about them in advance, maybe that's as far as you get this year. But that's not even information that I had in the past. It never would have occurred to me, ever, to do anything in this beautiful location except eat and drink as much as I could. And now I was like, oh, I want to experience this. I want to be here with my partner. I want to have long, awesome conversations about life and literature and philosophy and all of it. And if I'm numbing out, if I slam back two margaritas as soon as I wake up, I'm missing the experience. So maybe that's just something you consider. Yeah, I don't buy vacation food and drinks anymore. I mean, obviously I buy food and drinks, but definitely looks different than it once did. The next thing on the list that I do not buy anymore, ugh, an underwire bra. Oh, no thank you. I mean, first of all, I've been wearing a 
Target sports bra as my main bra for a solid five years. But I still have a couple underwires from back in the day that I'm always like, well, you know, they're there in the drawer and maybe I don't know if there's ever a world where I want like a sexy top. But you know what, y'all? I'm not a sexy top kind of person and I hate an underwire. They hurt. They actually hurt. And I don't know. I mean, they're uncomfortable, certainly, but I've also had my boobs done. I think y'all know this. I, I had a breast lift after I had kids. And there was something about having, after that was done, I just, a, an underwire legitimately hurts my body. And so I just don't want to do it. I don't have the kind of breast lift that you could go completely braless. They're still pretty much like real booby looking. But if you remember that last episode I did, I told you that I don't really wear bras anymore. Right now I'm doing this podcast, not wearing a bra. But I don't buy and won't buy an underwire bra. Just no thank you. Why? If you're going to wear a bra, at least try and make it as comfy as possible. Because underwire is a special form of torture that I just can't get on board with. And in the same vein, another thing that I refuse, I just refuse to do anymore, to buy anymore, is uncomfortable shoes. I can't, I cannot. I'll tell you what, if I, when I get nominated for an Oscar, when it's like best original screenplay, best documentary, like I do something that I got to go to a fancy award show, the little girl in me will absolutely wear a beautiful dress and I will try my hardest to find heels because I'm going to be honest, I'm 5'2", guys. The best chance I have of looking good in a gown is a little height, a little additional height. Your girl's going to try her very best to wear some platform converse or something. In a pinch, in a worst case scenario, the stylist is like, sis, the only way you're going to pull this dress off is with a heel. Fine. In that extreme moment, I will wear an uncomfortable shoe. But outside of the Academy Awards red carpet, which feels pretty niche, I just know why. I cannot. And I know there's some of you love your shoes. You love them. And they make you feel amazing. You do not care if they hurt your feet. You are here for it. You love them. They're glorious. Live it. Do you. Live your best Carrie Bradshaw life. I, I just hate it so much. I hate being uncomfortable to the point that I can't think about anything but the discomfort, which is what underwire bra is. It's what high heels are. It's like I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to be a normal human. I'm trying to like do anything. But all I can think is that I'm trapped inside these shoes and I want to die. About, oh gosh, maybe two years ago, I went through my closet and I had, y'all, I had the most beautiful collection. I had Louboutins. I had YSL. I had, I mean, high heels to die for. They were things I had collected over time. They were so beautiful. And I had worn them a lot when we lived in LA and I would have to go to events with my ex. 
And I just had never worn them again because I got to a place where I live in sneakers and I didn't want to do it. And I just kept them. I held them forever because I was like, oh, these shoes are so beautiful and I don't want to get rid of them. And they're so iconic. They're so classic. Someday I'll pull them out again. And I just couldn't. I, I, I couldn't and I didn't. And it was so dumb. I was just keeping these things forever. And I finally just was like, all right, we're going to let these go. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I talked about this a little bit in a recent episode about the power of cleaning out your closet because the things that we hold on to take up energetic space in our minds, whether it's clothes, a piece of furniture, artwork. For me, anything that I have that I perceive as like, well, that cost a lot of money, so I don't want to get rid of it because I feel guilty. I'm not being respectful of how expensive that was. And so I'll hold it forever. And then every time I look at it, I feel super guilty because I'm like, you never wear it. And that's what those shoes were for me. And it's so nuts because I like to think that whoever bought those shoes, because I ended up selling them to like the real real or something like that. Whoever bought those shoes, I feel like was super pumped to get fancy high heels. And they should be with someone who could love them well. But for me... Yeah, I just, I can't do it and I don't want to do it. And it helps that all my best girlfriends are the same. Like we all wear sneakers. We all are Converse or Vans or Nike or whatever. Like I went, it was my 
girlfriend Sammy's birthday dinner and I was in LA and I, I walked up to Sammy and Beans at the table and Beans was like, okay, Nike, okay. And because I had on these new Nikes, I promise you if I had worn a pair of the fanciest high heels you've ever seen, she'd be like, what are you wearing? Why, what are, why are you wearing those shoes? But here I am in these like vintage looking giant Nikes and she's fawning all over them. So it helps that my circle is the same. But yeah, I think, I know not everyone will agree with this, but I think life is too short to wear uncomfortable shoes. And I think they make too many adorable boots, booties, sneakers, platforms, wedges. There's too many things that give you height but are comfortable to go with shoes that are uncomfortable. So there. The next thing that I don't buy anymore, this is recent. And this is, some of you are going to have your minds blown because I had my mind blown. And some of you are going to be like, duh, are you really, you really didn't know. But I'm going to share this because I didn't know this and it's something I really care about. If you read Girl, Wash Your Face, you know that I went through this whole huge thing with giving up Diet Coke. I was obsessed with Diet Coke. I drank it like it was my lifeblood. Even now saying it to you, I'm like, Diet Coke would be delicious. But I haven't had one, oh, in, I can't even, seven years or something. I don't even remember how long. But the reason I wanted to give up Diet Coke was because there's awful chemicals inside of diet drinks, aspartame being the biggest one of them. And it's so bad for you I try as best I can to not take in any garbage. I'm positive I still eat things every once in a while that have ingredients that I don't love. But for the most part, it's so important to me that I'm eating whole foods, that my kids are eating whole foods, meaning food that comes in its natural form. So like an apple, lettuce, rice, meat, just things that are like not processed. And you can eat so well and you can eat so indulgently without eating processed food. But in particular, there are certain chemicals that that they've increased the risk of cancer. I, I think in 2022, you don't need me to tell you how bad aspartame is. It's really bad. So I'd gotten off Diet Coke a long time ago. I don't do anything like that anymore. And about... I don't know, two months ago, Boo comes to me. He's got a very serious look on his face. And he's like, I need to talk to you. I'm like, oh my God, is he, what? This is like serious. Like, is he, and he's like, I really need to talk to you about something you and the kids do that I'm I'm really worried about, but I haven't wanted to say it because I think it's going to bum you out. And I'm like, oh my Lord, he's going to like, say something about my parenting or I'm just setting myself up for like all the ways he's about to hurt me. It's okay. I don't have issues or anything, guys. I'm fine. And he says, I really, really want to encourage you to chew a different kind of gum. Like what? What? He's like, all the gum you chew and we chew all, we're not like favorite to a brand, but our family loves gum. We always have gum. He's like, all of the gums that you guys chew, Trident, Orbit, when you name it, guys, gum flavors, 
do you understand that aspartame is what makes them sugar-free? I'm like, nah, you know. And he's like, look at the gum. So I go get some gum and I flip it over to the back. And sure enough, and maybe you guys knew this. I did not know this. All the gums that are sugar-free have aspartame in them. That's what's making them sugar-free. It's just like a Diet Coke. This literally blew my mind. So I went off this Diet Coke seven years ago, but have continued to regularly put aspartame in my body. Not only that, but give it to my children again and again and again, times 1,000, forever and ever. For the, I mean, I've had this gum since I was little. Wild. I mean, it just goes to show you how doing things the same way over and over and kind of accepting as it is and not looking at stuff can be really dangerous. And maybe you're like, I don't care, whatever. That's fine. You do you. But I do really care about what goes into my body and what goes into my children's body. And so this really blew my mind because I didn't know. So if you didn't know that, check it out. Check out the gum. If you're a big gum chewer like me, check out the ingredients that are in it because it never occurred to me to look. So I stopped buying all of those gums and now I only buy gum that is aspartame free. There's a brand called, I think it's called Pure, but it's spelled funny like P-U-I-R or P-U-R, something funny. And I'm going to tell you, it's not as good as the other gum. It doesn't last as long. (laughs) The flavor doesn't last as long. It wears out faster, but it will do what you need gum to do. It'll make your breath fresh. You'll get a little chew for a while, and you're not putting harsh chemicals into your body. So I wanted to say that one in case you also didn't know because I had no idea. The last thing I don't buy anymore, underwear. Now, let me explain. When I was younger... When I was in my early 20s, I remember my sisters and my mom talking about they didn't wear underwear. And I was like, this is wild. What do you, what? Sorry, but like you're sweating or there's fluids. Like you're telling me you don't wear underwear. They're like, yeah, unless we're on a period, whatever, we just don't wear underwear. That felt wild to me. About a year ago, I started not wearing underwear when I was just home lounging. Like if I was wearing sweatpants or if I was wearing a pair of leggings, it had been a long while since I wore underwear with workout clothes. So I'd already foregone underwear in the workout environment, but now I stopped wearing them when I was at home. That led to a big change for me. (laughs) This is so dumb, except I really appreciate this change in my world Let me tell you what the underwear situation looks like in my life right now so I can better explain why I don't buy underwear. If I need to wear underwear, if I need, for instance, for example, if I'm wearing a great pair of Levi's, Levi's are my favorite, possibly my favorite brand of clothing ever, great pair of Levi's, it's a high waist, it's a tight moment, I'm feeling good about myself, that's going to involve some chonies. Just because things are so tight, we need we need a barrier, uh, okay? I need a little barrier. In that instance, my favorite, again, not an ad, just truly what I wear, is I love Spanx thongs. They're like 
barely there. They I don't know what the brand is called or the brand is Spanx, but you can't see them is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> there's no lines. There's no panty lines. There's no hems. They're just, they're super comfortable. I think you can find them on their website. I go through like once a season, I buy some new ones and just keep them in rotation. That's what I wear if I have to wear underwear. If I don't have to wear underwear, let's say it's nighttime. My new favorite thing is silk boxer shorts. And when I say silk, I mean that I bought them at Target. So they are probably, it was probably like silk spelled with a Y, like S-Y-L-K. <laughs> I got some oversized, which I think is the key because I don't want anything tight on me is what I've discovered at night. I got some oversized faux silky boxer shorts from the pajama section at Target. And that's what I wear at night instead of underwear. And it is so comfortable, number one. Number two, I think it's way cuter. Like I feel like it's like, look at me, I'm cute in my little boxer shorts. If I need to wear underwear at night, there's only one situation where that happens. It's when I'm on my period. And this took me a minute, but the period underwear, whether it's thinks or sphinx or tinks, I feel like they all have the same name. I've tried a few different bands. I don't really have a clear winner there. I just am appreciative of them all, especially at this point in my life. Like shout out to Rosie, my bestie, because she's the one who told me you got to get these because I have heavy periods. And if I bleed too much, this is whether it's a, whether it would be a tampon or a menstrual cup, you can just you're asleep and you're not paying attention and you know what it is. You might bleed a little too much. Those chonies are magic. Have you guys experienced these? I feel like you could you could murder someone in those pants and they would be like, she didn't do it. No blood, nothing. Sucks it right up. It's like I will wake up because I'm like bleeding out and I'll be like, oh gosh, this is going to be horrible. It's all over the bed. No. It is contained. Those period panties, I am here for it. You should be here for it. I wish I had a brand to tell you, but I would just do some internet research and see what you find. I think the one I have is Thinks, like T-H-I-N-X or something. But I got the like boy shorts. So they kind of look like little shorts, but they are built in magic that just, that holds everything in, guys. So I the only kind of underwear I buy are those period panties, which they probably would hate that that's what I'm calling them, and the really comfortable thong underwear from Spanx. But other than that, I'm not wearing chonies. I'm just free. I'm living free over here. I'm braless. I'm chonyless. I, you know, just letting it all hang out, and it's glorious. When I was younger, I used to think, how on, I cannot believe my sister doesn't wear underwear. And now I'm like, oh my, what did I, I missed out on years of comfort. Years. Like, be free. Be free. That is, that is what I am talking about. So those are the things that I thought of that I no longer buy. And maybe one of those on the list is something you'll consider not buying in the future. Or maybe you have your own list of things that you no longer buy, but I think it's kind of a fun 
question to ask yourself to look back and be like, oh, how far have I come that like I used to do this thing and I don't do that anymore because I've evolved into a new person. So that's today's chat. I hope you got something out of it. I will be back soon with more conversations. I'm so excited, you guys. We have some incredible guests coming up on the show. I'm like peeing my pants for starting next week. You'll start to get some really good interviews from experts talking about everything from sexuality to our horoscopes to addiction. Like we're really leaning into a bunch of important topics coming up in the future. And I'm just so pumped for you guys to listen to those chats. So come back soon for more. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work. Tasks are taking forever to complete and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 